Yes, indeed. What's going on, y'all? It's your main man, Big Wayne, with an episode of Calling the High Seat. Come on in. The water's just fine. All right. Sorry, I feel like I feel like I ain't did an episode in forever, but you know how it is. You know how it is, and I need to get right. But anyway, so the NBA Finals happened. I've talked about it on TikTok and all social media stuff. I was wrong. I was I was wrong, and I ain't gonna spend too much time on the the finals. I, I'm just I'm just not gonna do it because there's other things I got to get to. But uh, Golden State, I think this was their biggest ring. I think it's their best ring because you, there's nothing you can really say about it. Not for real. They beat a team that was healthy. They beat everybody that was in front of them, and they. They won fair and square. No ends, ifs, or buts. If Boston had played better, they would have won. All right, that's the only thing you can really say. But they didn't, and props to Golden State. So I was wrong, and the dynasty has been renewed. The, the dynasty has been renewed. So shout out to them. But something else I wanted to get to real quick. I'm hearing a whole lot of, and I've touched on this before, is Steph top 10. And I'm going to run through my top 10 again. I'm Because I, I did this talk with AJ. So, I got Michael Jordan 1. Kareem 2. Braun 3. Larry Bird 4. Magic 5. Tim Duncan 6. Shaq 7. Bill Russell 8. Will Chamberlain 9. Dr. J 10. That's my top 10. Now, at 11, I got Akeem, Olajuwon, and I got Kobe. Then I got Steph. So, my my question to you is... Who comes out? Who do I take out of the top 10? Because all those guys, at some point, you can say they held it down in the league. Some longer than others. I'm I'm not talking about best person on the team. I'm talking about the league. For me, at no point was Steph the best player in the league. He's never been better than LeBron. Kevin Durant was better than him for a little bit. Now I don't feel that way. Uh, Giannis has been that. It's been either with, with Steph's, when his, his really his prime time, prime, prime, prime time, like his MVP years, I felt LeBron was better than, better than him. I felt KD was better than him. I felt Kawhi was better. At no point have I ever said Steph is better than Kawhi, LeBron, or KD. And he's not better than Giannis now. And so, and then I'm looking, he does have the four rings. That's fine. But check this out. That first ring, it is what it is. I don't think they'd have won if Cleveland was healthy. I don't. That's fine. Then the other two, I think they needed KD to win those other rings. Now, maybe they would have won one without him, but I don't think they beat Cleveland both years. I just refuse to believe that. Hell, we don't know if they'd have got past the Rockets if it wasn't for Kevin Durant. We don't know. And I'm not trying to shade Steph or nothing like that because I got him as the second best point guard ever behind Magic. But we just don't know that. There's a whole lot of ifs and maybes with him in those first three rings. That's why I look, well, that's why this ring means so much because there's nothing you can really say about it. Steph played well, and really, Steph could have played better. But in spite of that, he still won the championship. And I'm not saying he. I'm not trying to fade him on that, but he had some off moments, and he still won. So that's props to him for that. And Finals MVP, that's 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 big. That's a good thing. So I don't. I'm looking at it like that. That that's that's what does it for me. 
were you how long were you the guy in the league? And when you helped win your championship, when you won the championship, because that's a that's kind of a team accolade, because there's been a lot of great players that didn't win a ring. But how influential would you was it with it? Like the whole like my whole thing, I catch a lot of hell for having not, Kobe not being in my top ten. But I look at those first three rings, you wouldn't have got those without Shaq. And for you to be so good, there was a lot of there was a sh- brief time Kobe was the best player in the league. Shaq was better. I believe Tim Duncan was better. Hell, for two years, Tracy McGrady was better than Kobe. And then LeBron took off and, you know, LeBron was doing Bron-like things. So that was a small window he was better. So, and that's the same thing here with Steph. Steph is great. Steph is great, but he's just because he's got these four, he got the four rings and the finals MVP don't mean he's top 10. Hell, Tony Parker got four rings and a finals MVP. Y'all ready to put him in the top 10 too? Robert Ory got seven rings, and he's been a big part of every last one of them. Y'all want to make a case for him being in the top 10? Things get context, and I feel like nobody was saying this before this ring thing came. You can't just do rings. There's a lot more to it than that. He does have one MVP. He got two MVPs. He's led the league in scoring twice. Yes, he does. But you got to have more to it. It's a lot of great scores. Hell, Iverson, I think, is one is a super good score. You know, he's not in the top ten. KD's one of the best scores ever. He's not in the top ten. Like, how long were you the guy? And I and I know everybody likes to say, Wayne, he didn't change the game. He changed the game. He changed the game. He didn't change the game. He can change a game like nobody else. But it's not like everybody's trying to be stiff. Why? Because nobody can be stiff. Like, when I think of game changers, Shaq changed the game. They was putting three centers on a roster just to keep people out of foul trouble to stop Shaq. The hacker Shaq. And we see that with all kinds of people. Hacker Howard, hacker Giannis, hacker everything. That's changing the game. Wilt Chamberlain. That's changing the game. He was so dominant, they legit changed the rules of the NBA. That's changing the game. LeBron James, player mobility when he went took his talents to South Beach and all that, that's changing the game because now we see players moving like it ain't no tomorrow. That's changing the game. We got now Steph, it takes everybody shooting threes. Okay, I'm sorry, but there's this thing called analytics, and I could have sworn everybody was trying to do that with analytics. And Steph been doing this three ball thing for a while. And let's look at the champions. Did this recent and recent memory. Did the Lakers look like the Warriors? No. Did the Raptors look like the Warriors? No. Did the Bucks look like the Warriors? No. Did Boston look like the Warriors? No. Does a team in the NBA worth anything look like the Warriors no the closest thing we kind of saw to it was actually that uh that Houston Rockets team with Chris Paul and Harden when they was when they said they was analytics thing and they was taking three they was doing more threes than the Warriors and they just went ice cold in that game seven and we know what happened but my point is people aren't trying to emulate Steph they do that three ball thing but it's an analytic thing and plus when players as they get older they try to do the three ball as it is. 
We've all seen that because your shot's the last thing to go. So you want to work on that. We can't credit that to Steph. Not all of it on Steph. And then I'm sitting there looking at the at the draft. Well, Steph's been in the league, what, nine years now? So all these people coming in and the draft's coming up this Thursday. How many of them look like Steph? Hell, how many people in the league now look like Steph? The only one that I guess could kind of favor Steph really is Dame. That's it. Not Trey Young. I know a lot of people like to say Trey Young, but Trey Young and Steph are nothing alike. They are nothing alike. And really, you still going, when you draft and when you're trying to build your team, wherever you are, you're going to get you a big man. How many point guards have you seen just really get drafted high just in recent memory? They getting big men. Yeah, Trey went, but I mean, Trey's a really good player and he's one of the better people in that draft. But usually it's the the J- Jaron Jacksons or James Wiseman's or Zion's. Yeah, Ja went, but does Ja play like Steph? No, he does not. So I don't think Steph changed the game. And I, I don't know where that really came from, but somebody said it in the media and just went wild with it. But Steph did not change the game to me. I, I just I just refuse to see. I just don't see it. I just don't see how I just don't see. I feel I know I can't be the only one to say that or see that. But Steph didn't change the game. So I got him at 13. And y'all trying to say he's top 10, but who's coming out? Because he's not better than Jordan. He's not better than Kareem. He's not better than Braun. He's not better than Larry Bird. He's not better than Magic Johnson. He's not better than Tim Duncan. He's not better than Shaq. He's not better than Bill Russell. He's not better than Wilt. He's not better than Dr. J. He's not better than Kim Olajuwon. He's not better than Kobe. So if he's not better than any of those players, why would I elevate him above that? Why? Exactly. I can't do it. Now, moving on. I'm glad I waited to do this show tonight because if had I did this show on Sunday like I was going to, I wouldn't have had this to talk about, at least not this minute. But Kyrie Irving. <laughs> oh, Uncle Drew. So the Nets and Kyrie are at an impasse. They can't see eye to eye. The meeting of the minds is not transpiring with Nets brass and Kyrie Irving. So what do we have? We have what we like to call an impasse, ladies and gentlemen. What does that mean, Wayne? That means Kyrie may be up for sale this free agency. And the Knicks, the Lakers, and the Clippers are interested. Now, y'all know how I feel about my Knicks. It's cool. I like that we're interested. I'm kind of interested, too. The idea of Kyrie is more enticing than the reality of Kyrie. You know what Kyrie is? Kyrie Irving is that girl you dated and you broke up, or guy, for the girls that's listening, is that he's that person you broke up with and you kind of lost contact with him, but you kind of get in contact with him through some kind of way. And then you get to wondering about, huh, why did we break up? And you try to get that old thing back. And then you get to talking to him or you might even get back with him again. You like, oh, that's why we broke up. 
That's why we didn't make it work. That's why we went so long without talking. That's Kyrie Irving, y'all. Kyrie Irving is that part that you dated and you can't remember why y'all broke up until you get back in contact with him. So, I, <laughs> we killed Kyrie. Well, I haven't because I try not to bash people. And I, and I didn't hold the vaccine, man. I didn't hold that against them because we had enough on tape as it was already. So, it's like all of a sudden we forgot about, you know, him just taking games off, needing that personal time. We forgot about that. And then he got caught partying with his sister when he was supposed to be stressed out. We've forgotten about that. We've forgotten about that, you know, you don't, he still have his injury prone problems. We've forgotten that. We've forgotten that when he went to Boston, he was supposed to put Boston over the hill, and it actually got worse when he got there. And sure enough, Boston got better once he left. We've forgotten about that. So Kyrie is great. Kyrie's special. Don't get me wrong. On any given night, the brother can give you 40 and 6. Assist, that is. Probably the best ball handler ever. Kyrie on the court is special. But it's baggage. And you got to ask yourself, is it worth it? Is it worth it? For me as the Knicks, no. The Clippers, no. But the Lakers, I don't, I don't love it, but I like it. I like it because we've seen what LeBron and Kyrie can do together. I like that aspect. But here's the thing. The Lakers' problem wasn't offense. Because they was, I think they was in the top 10 or 12 percentile with scoring. They had scoring. You had Russ giving you 18. You had AD that could give you 20. You had LeBron giving you 30. You got scoring. You needed defense. You needed some youth. You needed some able bodies on the floor. Um, excuse me. Didn't LeBron miss time with injuries? Didn't AD miss time with injuries like always? Wasn't your team always hurting, brittle, and beat down? And so what you want to do? Bring in somebody else that that's always hurt in Kyrie Irving? What sense did that make? Hell, the one y'all love to beat up in Westbrook was actually the most durable one on the floor. So, but if I'm the Lakers, you got to do something because you got to get your fit and your cohesion. So I don't know if Kyrie actually puts the Lakers in the finals, but I think the cohesion works better. Now, who do you get rid of? Because you got to give to get, right? Is it Russ? Or is it AD? Now, early, if y'all recall, I said trade AD. I would try to trade AD. In most situations, that's exactly what I would do. I would trade AD. This particular situation, I think I trade Russ. Not because I got some vendetta against Russ. I love Russ. And Russ I trust. Y'all know this. But for whatever reason, that LeBron and Westbrook tandem ain't really firing off. And we know LeBron and Kyrie, you know, can click and look really good. And we've seen Kyrie talking about, you know, 
things where he may have messed up at. Hey, I think I was reading something, you know, this morning about him. He was watching the block and he was talking about he appreciates the block so much because without the block, there wouldn't have been no shot. So it seems like as time's gone on, he's had some reflecting. You know, sometimes it takes you being by yourself and trying to see what's on the other side for you to reminisce on days gone by. And I think that's what happened. Hell, you might get a better Kyrie. Maybe the baggage thing is gone. So I try to make a move if I'm L.A. If I'm the Knicks, I'm not going to touch it. The idea is good, and it sounds like it would really be good. But everything look good ain't good for you. I've had to learn that the hard way. Everything that look good ain't good for you. You just remember that. So, but we'll see what happens. Now, do I think he's going anywhere? I mean, shoot, you never know with these things. But what I do know is it's funny like something like that gets out. And if Brooklyn was really happy with Kyrie, he'd already be on the books. He'd have been on the books. Because I promise you, if this was Kevin Durant or something like that, this ain't even talked about. If this is somebody like Giannis or something, this ain't even talked about. KD kind of did this to himself. We know he never should have left Golden State. But now you got... <laughs> you got Ben Simmons. And we don't know what's going on with Ben Simmons. Hope he gets well. Then you got this whole Kyrie situation. So, but KD kind of brought this on himself. So what do you do? I don't know. But it's going to be fun to find out. But um, something else I wanted to get into. You're going to have to build up. T these teams got to load up. And the Lakers got to do something. The Nets got to do something. All these players got to do something. The Suns got to do something. Because we got to ask ourselves, how good are the Warriors? Because if they are the dynasty, if they are like the new Spurs, the new Bulls, or something like that, I don't. I'm not going to put them up there like that. But if they are the, the gold standard, what they call themselves, you got to load up to beat them. And how good are they? Are they going back to the finals? I would say right now, I don't know if I see a team better. Maybe the Clippers, if they healthy, because I don't know what kind of Kawhi I'm getting. Maybe the Clippers. Not with the Kawhi. I mean, not with Kyrie there. With the Clippers... As they're constructed right now. I mean, I think that's about the only team that has a shot at beating them. Because, the, I mean, the Warriors, they're the gold standard, but they can be had. I think if they, I really believe they had met a team like Philly or the Bucks or something, I think it went different. But that ain't what happened. They ain't get there, so it is what it is. But um, how good are they? That's the question. But teams are going to start. Loading up to beat these Warriors, which I guess they kind of been doing already where they should have been. I think you need it. People don't see. And I hope people really understand about these Warriors because the Warriors got it right. Obviously, you don't go for. Putting all the teams together, you go for fit. How well y'all play together. Andrew Wiggins, it didn't look good in uh, Minnesota, but look how I look in. In uh, Golden State. You see what I mean? Everybody's not a plug-and-play guy. Everybody don't have that kind of system. So it's really about fit. It's like, yeah, the Lakers, they tried to throw a bunch of stars together, but how did it fit? Oh, it didn't. You got to have pieces that match. 
And that's some of the stuff I look, I go back and forth with with Boston, with Jalen Brown and Tatum. Because, you know, I was saying, I don't think they can play well together. And they was doing really good, but we saw them kind of go back to some of that one-on-one basketball. Here, you do it, and we're going to stand around. Here, you do it, you stand around. They kind of reverted take back in that let's take turns playing iso ball instead of a unit. So can they play together? I, I mean, I, I still got my trepidation, especially after the what I saw in these finals. But you got to go for fit. You got to go for fit. Now, something else I want to speak into, and I'm going all over the place. Max players. So here's my thing with a max player. I feel like a max player should at minimum make you a title contender. Like, you, you, you don't have to win a championship, but at least have you in the discussion, have you thinking about it, have you believing it. And I believe that's what a max player does. And everybody's max, all max players aren't created equal. And it's up to the, the team to figure out what that max player is. For some people, it's a LeBron. For others, it's a KD. For some, it may be a Bradley Beal. For some, it may be a DeAndre Ayton. So the three that are on my mind is Bradley Beal, DeAndre Aiden, Zach Levine. I would give Bill the max if I was Washington. Why? Because who do I ever get to come to D.C.? So if you get you somebody in-house, you got to throw the bread at him and just put everything around him that he is not. So if you know that Bradley Beal can't share the sugar and get everybody else involved, put that around him. If you know he's just not a bookend on defense, okay, put one on the opposite side of the court on him. You know, you build around your star so they can y'all can complement each other and you it works for a better fit. Because those pieces you get, okay, I might not be able to score 50, but I can give you 10 or 12. But you don't got to worry about scoring because you got Bradley Beal. I think Bradley Beal's a top three score in the league behind KD, Donovan Mitchell, and, and him. I, I really believe that. So you build around him. DeAndre Ayton, I just think if he was a feature part of the offense, I think and it gets more touches, let's see what he can do. Because sometimes you got to pay on potential. And big men are starting to come back. Don't get it twisted. Big boy basketball coming back. Because we're seeing people like a, a Joel Embiid. We're seeing people like a Giannis. We seeing people like a Jokish, a Carl Anthony Towns, Bam on the defensive end, Robert Williams on the defensive end. Big boy basketball is coming back. So you got to get you a DeAndre Ayton. You got to get you one because they're not just growing on trees. That's why I think it's a mistake for the Suns to let them walk. But hey, one man trash, another person treasure. You got to go after it. You got to go out there and do this. Somebody going to back up the truck on them. And in a game where there's more floor spacing than ever, why not get you a big guy down there that could, you know, throw down? And he can shoot. And we love bigs that can shoot now, right? He can shoot. Now, he may not be Dirk or Sabonis or nothing like that, but he can, you know, he's make it respectable. I believe if you put him in the right situation, he is a max player. But you got to build around these max players. Put something around them that they are not so they can flourish and shine. That's what you do. That's how you do it. 
And Zach Levine, I just think he's a role player. Like Zach, we thought Zach Levine was a guy, and Demar Derozan showed up, and everybody was talking about Demar. Oh, Demar, 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 and Demar should be MV, You know, he's getting MVP candidates, and Zach Levine just kind of fell on by the wayside. In Chicago, you can attract people in Chicago. I think you can get people in Chicago. So I don't think I wouldn't give them that max deal because all that's going to do is make it harder for you later on down the road. I think it's time to focus on Demar and Big Baller Brand if you're Chicago. I would not give him a max. I'd give him a nice deal, but I wouldn't give him a max. You got We got to be careful about who we're giving these max contracts to because sometimes it not only does it not make you relevant, but what it does do is hamstring you and make things harder for you than what it would be. It's all about the sacrifice. It's all about the sacrifice. The sacrifice. Are you willing to sacrifice and take less money with, as far as his NBA players and then put something around you? I mean, survey says not. All I can think of doing, ironically enough, is Julius Randle. He could have got the max, but he took less money, so he could try to build something around him. But, uh, I mean, you really sacrificed for Alec Burke. Now, I may be right about this. I may be wrong. I don't know. I'm just calling the high seat. But, anyway, thank y'all for listening. I'm out.